What is up, ladies, gentlemen, listeners of the Didn't Ask Podcast? Welcome back to another episode of this right here podcast, the Didn't Ask Podcast. Welcome back, or welcome if this is your first time, to episode 69. Let's go! This episode is gonna be fucking nice. So, because this is episode 69, I just wanted to make it a little bit more special. So, this episode is all questions relating to sex or some form of sex in some way shape or form so we're talking about sexualizing things we're talking about being attracted to things we're talking about relationships you name it it's all related to sex because episode 69 nice how is everybody doing i hope you had a good weekend i certainly did even though the sunday was a bit busy for me because for the first time i think ever it was basically all my favorite sports coming together on one day and it was an absolute madness where I had to basically plan out my whole day through a time schedule and then everything got thrown off in the end anyways because it was not only a racing weekend it was also a weekend with a UFC pay-per-view which is like the big one you know because UFC does a couple of big ones a month so they do one big one a month sometimes they do two at the beginning and one at the end but this weekend it was UFC 276 with Israel Adesanya facing Jared Cannonier in the main event and man I had to see that of course because that's a big one I love Israel Adesanya he's one of my favorite fighters in the UFC right now because he's a fucking nerd like I am he has a fucking Deadpool tattoo and he got fucking Avatar tattoos and not the Avatar blue people no 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 he got a tough tattoo from the last airbender so that's why of course his name is also the last stylebender because he's a big fan of the last airbender it's a whole thing but yeah so that was the in the night of uh, saturday onto sunday for us and then before that it was also a wwe event money in the bank which is one of the wwe's biggest events that they do in the year so normally when you're talking about wrestling, you're always talking about the big four, which would be WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, and the Royal Rumble. Those are like the the big, they call them the big four because those are like the events where everybody comes together. And they those are like the biggest, those are like the biggest events that WWE does and that they pay the most attention to. But now they also are paying a lot more closely attention to Money in the Bank because Money in the Bank is one of the events that has a lot of implications for the future of what the brands are going to do. And especially now when we have all our champions basically being like unified championships because of Roman Reigns, of course, beating Brock Lesnar and then taking the title. And that makes it so that basically the Money in the Bank ladder match is a lot more important than it even was last time because sometimes you have like this weird thing where they always you want to go for the biggest title and the biggest titles normally speaking the wwe title but sometimes they go like oh they need to go for the title so yeah so wwe is paying way more attention to that so they did a pretty overall okay i think it was pretty good i guess overall the the, the whole pay-per-view we had the usos and the street profits going like a Broadway, they, they basically did a Broadway. So they went for, I don't know what it was. It felt like a half an hour or something like that. Maybe even more than that. They went hard and that match was fucking fantastic. Then we had, of course, the ladder matches, which is basically what the whole event is built around. 
again, if you don't know WWE in the Money in the Bank ladder match, there is a, a contract in a briefcase hung above the ring. And if you catch that briefcase and hold it firmly in your hands after unhooking it, you get the opportunity to face, I believe it's technically any champion of your choice, which basically means you're going to go for the biggest title. But you can face any champion of your choice at the time of your of your wants and needs. So we had the women's we had the women's money in the bank ladder match opening first, which was basically a given because Roman Reigns wasn't on the card, which means that the men's money in the bank ladder match had to go last because again there was no Roman Reigns, which means that you don't really have a main eventer. But also the fact is there is no implications if somebody wins that match because the champion is not even there so the women going first makes a lot of sense because there were women's matches on the card so you want to have that you want to have that seed planted at the beginning of the night and then have things happen like they did throughout the night where you had Bianca Belair taking on Carmella and then Bianca Belair winning, regaining her title, but then Carmella attacking her after the match. So then you already go like, oh my God, is Liv going to cash in now? Is she going to do it? And then she didn't. And then we had Natalia versus Ronda Rousey with Ronda Rousey retaining her title and then Natalia attacking her. And then of course, again, you're going to question yourself like, is this going to happen now? And then it actually did happen and Liv cashed in that contract we had a little bit of a Dolph Ziggler moment here as well, which is always fun, where there is a little bit, there is a little seed of doubt planted because, of course, Ronda Rousey, highly decorated athlete, combat athlete, to be specific, she of course was a UFC champion, and she was she she placed third in Olympic judo and stuff like that. So she's legit, and she got live on the rose, but live knew a way to figure it out and. She won that title. So I'm very happy for her because this has been a long time coming. Like Liv was supposed to become a tag team champion with her former partner, Ruby Riot, But that never came to be, which is super sad. But luckily, she finally got that title. And it was a Zolo's title. And winning it off of Ronda Rousey, no matter how she did it, is always a very cool thing to say. So, yeah, I had a great time watching Formula One, UFC, and WWE, but this is not about me. This is a podcast where I dive into the world of Reddit to see what the people asked Reddit and didn't ask me. And again, like I said, for the special episode 69 edition of this right here podcast, I have picked questions all related to sex in some way, shape, or form. So let's jump into the first question by user false underscore insect. 5332 and I ask why are you attracted to boobs so boobs are just fantastic I have talked about this in the past I believe on this podcast that I'm a big fan of boobs they always have a question are you a boob guy or are you butt guy and I'm I'm a boob guy I like boobs touching them wiggling with them like I like staring at them but why do we like doing that why why am I like this and of course, the easy answer would be it's a it's a prehistoric thing that's imprinted in our brain. Because as far as I know, and don't correct me if I'm wrong, but don't take this all too personal. I believe it has to do with the fact that when you have bigger boobs, you are 
like in the animal world, you're technically more fertile, I believe, and therefore most people are attracted to women with bigger boobs because our fucking primitive brains goes big boobs, more fertile, big baby. So I believe that that is it. Again, I am just a big boob. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Boobs are just fantastic. Like looking at them, like staring at them. I like watching videos of girls running. I don't fucking know. It's stuff like that. It's fun. Boobs are fun. What? 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 So see, I there is this thing like, oh, you are a boob, boob guy or a butt guy. And I can get that. But sometimes I just think about it, like, because I... If a girl has a good booty, I'm going to be like, yo, girl, you got a good booty. I can see if the girl has a good booty. But it's still a bit weird that you're idolizing this thing that is like an exit of human waste. It's kind of weird in a sense. So I think that, you know, focusing on boobs might be a little bit more, I don't know. For, to me, it's a lot cleaner as well. And of course, it has to do with the women, but... You know, you get you, you know what I'm getting at. So going back to the question as by user false underscore insect five three three two, why are you attracted to boobs? And personally, I just think that they are amazing. They feel great. They move around, and it's also a lot easier to stare at because you're just like you're looking at a girl, and then you slightly uh, angle down sometimes. Just angle down a little bit. Angle down. So yeah. That would be my answer to your question, false insect. Thank you for your question. On to the next one. This one coming from user CanadaGuy9. And they ask, you are eager to have sex with this person. But when you walk into their bedroom, you see something that completely ruined your mood. What is that? This is a very interesting question. And I don't really know how to answer this one. What would be something that's so fucking weird that... It just immediately ruins the mood and wants me to just hop out. I don't fucking know. What what would it be? It would be, and this is a bit of a glass houses type thing, but if a girl would have had all these Annabelle dolls around her room, I would be like, yo, what the fuck is going on? I am not down for this. I might go because I, I don't know. It's. I guess I do know what it is, but it's such a weird thing if you had like those dolls in your house. And again, I'm saying like this, while my room is filled with Funko Pops and shit like that. But I think that those are a little bit different because they basically have dead eyes, right? They don't have like sparkly blue eyes with like an iris and pupil and everything like that. But some of these fucking dolls do and that makes me fucking scared. And they have these dolls that fucking talk because of the fucking talk boxes that are in their back. No, thank you. I'm not really into that. So, yeah, I don't know. Is there another thing? Like, if there is like a really big poster of someone or something that, that seemingly looks at you, something like that, that would also ruin the mood. If a girl has something on her roof above her bed, in any way, shape, or form. It's a little bit weird. So if if we combine those two, like having a poster of somebody above her bed, like legitimately on the roof, then I would be like, okay, girl, there is something completely off with you. And I, I, I am not into this. Like, I am not very interested in this. So having this question answered myself, I really want to see what the comments have to say. 
So somebody says, if the place is absolutely crawling with centipedes and roaches. And that is, of course, a very good point. But like, that was not the first thing that my mind went to. But like, yeah, if, if she lives in a fucking cave, I'm not going to have sex with her. Like, dude, what the fuck? If there is anything there. Or, yeah, if there is like this weird... If there is something that is really close to her parents' room or something like that, or that they have like a common closet or something like that, I would also be like, okay, well, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, if the place is just a mess, I would probably bounce as well. Like, there, uh, thinking about it now, I think there are a many, there are many places or many reasons I would bounce and leave the fucking room. But I think that going back to your question, Canada guy, you are eager to have sex with this person, but when you walk into that bedroom, you see something that completely ruins the mood. What is it? Again, something that's a little bit more normal in the sense that. If she has a room filled with Annabelle dolls, I'm out. I, I'm not going to deal with that shit because I don't want any of these dolls looking at me while I'm doing my business. And if there is like a really big poster or a photo of something on the roof or on the walls for that matter that seemingly looks at me when I walk by, and then we're bouncing. And then, yeah, you have the fucking most common things. Like, if the room is dirty, we're bouncing. If there are fucking roaches and rats. And that is also a thing. If the girl has mice as uh, pets or rats as pets, I'm fucking out. I don't want to deal with that shit either. No, thank you. So, yeah, that would be my answer to you, Canada Guy 9. Thank you for your question. Moving on to the next question of today, coming from you, sir. Don't ski. And they ask... What would be the best comeback after a girl tells you that you have a small dick? I think that I would probably be very offended, first off, because it's not small. It's not small. You can say whatever the fuck you want, but it's not small. But yeah, what would be my comeback if she would be like, oh, you have a small dick? I would probably be like, well, but you don't have any. So good luck with that. And then just walk off. That's probably the best answer to give in this situation to just say okay but you don't have anything so good luck with that yes i think that 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 would be my answer to this question but i know that some of these people in the comments have some very good comebacks so let's jump into the comments of this question and this one is really good and i believe this is the top liked comment no it actually is not which is weird this one coming from user longdong underscore silver underscore very, very appropriate for uh, this question. And they say, they don't call me big, but they always call me back. And that is indeed a very good response to that question. We also have this one by user optimal-scientist233. And they say, it gets bigger when someone interesting is around. And that's also a really good comeback because not only are you saying like, oh, you're a grower, not a shower, but you're also saying that the girl that you're with isn't interesting, which is really, really good. And I'm going to take this as the final one because I don't think there is anything better than this. The final one coming from Millennial OP and they say, if it was any bigger, you think I would have settled for you? And that is really good. That That is a really good one. And... Somebody says my favorite thing on top of that and they say emotional damage. So yeah, that that would that would be a good comeback as well. So going back to the question asked by user Donski, what 
would be the best comeback after a girl tells you that you have a small dick? I would be like, well, you don't have any, so good luck with that. That would probably be my response or something in that vein. Then we have a long dong underscore silver underscore. They don't call me big, but they always call me back, which is really good. Then we have optimal dash scientist 233 and they say it gets bigger when someone interesting is around which is also really good because it's a great clapback. And then finally, we have Millennial OP and they say, if it was any bigger, you'd think I would have settled for you. And that is also a great clapback. So thank you for your question, Donsky. And thank you for the answers comment section. Moving on to the fourth question of the Ask Reddit for today, coming from user Jettery. And they ask, if having sex on a plane is called joining the Mao High Club, what would be the correct term for people that have sex in a porta potty at a festival or concert. And I was thinking about this question when I saw it. I thought it was a very fun question because again, yeah, Mile High Club, cool. What would be the the term for somebody that has sex in a porta potty? And comparing that to the Mile High Club, the Mile High Club is like a prestige club where it's like, oh, you kind of want to join it because it's like a cool thing to say. If you have sex in a porta potty, you hit rock bottom. Like that is the bottom of the barrel so i would say you, you're you're called a barrel scraper or something like that you join the barrel scraping club because we're not going to make it any anything better because you have sex in a porta potty it's disgusting a lot of people piss all over the fucking place it smells because it's of course like the the chemical imbalance that is in there it's disgusting i've went into some of these things at festivals and no no thank you i wouldn't I basically don't want to fucking pee in that, let alone have sex in it. So I would say, I would say the the Barrel Scraper Club, something like that. I'm going to go into the comment section because uh, there might be something. Uh, oh, this one is being highlighted. And I think that that would be a great answer coming from user Blurpole10. And they answer the Blue Poo Screw Crew. And that is really good because of course in in it rhymes like the mile high my high club is that's like a like a an in-betweener but yeah i think the blue poo screw crew would be really fucking funny so going back to the question as by user jettery if having sex on a plane is called joining the mile high club what would be the correct term for people that have sex in a porta potty at a festival or concert and i would say the barrel scraper club because you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. But Blurpole 10 says, the blue poo screw crew. And that's really good. But I cannot say it more than that, because that would be an absolute tongue twister. We're going on to the final question of the Ask Reddit for today. I'm going a little bit of a different turn here. This question was asked by user Pep0- And they ask, what is something that should not be sexualized? There are many things that are very much sexualized. And the, thing, the first thing that I was thinking was like the whole Sonic universe and everything that comes with that. Like there is some weird thing that Sonic is being sexualized quite a lot by all these fucking furries and shit like that. Like it's, it's fucking weird. It's, speaking of furries, My Little Pony as well. There are some just weird things why people just like like animals. And especially with My Little, po- My Little Pony, they're not even like... They're not even human-like. They're just ponies. Like, Sonic 
to a certain point, like to a certain extent, is kind of human-like because it walks on two feet and has hands and stuff like that. But like a pony? Seriously? What the fuck is up with that? So yeah, I'm not gonna hang around this question very long. Pep Zero Dash, what is something that should not be sexualized? And I would say everything that has to do with cartoon animals. So my brain immediately jumped to Sonic, but then talking about it, it jumped to My Little Pony, because both things are quite fucking odd, to be very honest with you. Thank you for your question. And now, moving on to the final question of today, coming from the MI the Asshole subreddit, as by user educational-xm3199, MI the Asshole for telling my friend his wife couldn't pull off a bathing suit. I've been informed by my friend that my wife seems to have a lot of body confidence on a few occasions. She posts a lot of photos on her Instagram in dresses, crop tops, and now that's now that it's summer, swimsuits. I've never had a problem with it. Most girls in their mid-20s do the same thing. But my friend has been making weird remarks to me about her posts since we got married. He essentially says her posts are too provocative for a married woman and that she's putting herself online like she's a single woman. He also makes the point that most married women don't post photos like she does and his wife would never disrespect him by posting photos like that. I brought it up to my wife once and she laughed and said he was weird. I agreed and haven't said anything about it to her since. Recently a group of us got together at a lake. My wife wore what I considered normal attire, a bikini, but my friend thought differently. He made a comment in front of us guys about her ass being out and asked her if she just liked to make everyone uncomfortable and have people stare at her. And of course, he brought it back around to his wife saying how she dresses respectful in front of other guys. His wife had a one piece, I think. His wife had a one piece, I think, but wore a cover up most of the time we were there. My wife wasn't wearing a thong bathing suit bottom, so I honestly don't know what his deal was. There were other girls in two pieces besides her. I had enough of his assistant continuous comments about my wife and how he was continually comparing her to his more conservatively dressed wife. So I said, your wife just dresses like that because she can't pull off a bikini. Stop fixating on my wife, bro. It's getting old fast. I know his wife hadn't cost anything and probably didn't deserve that, but it did get him to shut up. We haven't actually talked since then, to which I don't really care. We probably run into each other the next time we have a friend throw an outing. I do feel like his wife didn't deserve that, even if she didn't know I said it, so I'm wondering if I'm the asshole. I don't really want to apologize to him before he apologizes for all of his comments, but if Reddit thinks it's the consensus, I might. So, this is a pretty long story, but it does... It does sketch a good picture. Basically, what it comes down to, and you can basically see it by yourself as well. You know that you fucked up. I don't not necessarily say that you are the asshole because the whole situation is pretty fucked. Um, but the comment was a bit uncalled for. Especially because this is not about the wife per se, right? This is about your friend being an absolute fucking dickhead and making comments about your wife. And the thing is, he's probably kind of jealous of your wife in some way, shape or forms, because he is looking at her and thinking like, oh my God, she's dressing like this. Like, so there are two things that could be right here. Either he is very jealous and is just like nagging on to basically out his frustration 
or he is very conservative and actually is very uncomfortable with the situation. But anyway, anyway you twist it, he has nothing to say about this. So the thing that you should have just done is just went straight up to him and be like, hey dude, stop commenting about my wife. It's fucking weird. My wife does whatever the fuck she was and we're happy together, so shut the fuck up. That's the only thing that you should have done. In that case, you would not have been the asshole because you would have pointed towards the asshole and put him in his place. But now, because you basically did the same thing that he was doing, you're making yourself a bit of the asshole in this situation and that's not what you wanted. So I would say that what the people are saying in the comments as well, everyone in this situation sucks. Like, your friend sucks for making rude comments about your wife saying that she dresses too naked and you name it. That's of course not good. But the way you reacted to it is also not good and again makes you the asshole in the situation as well. Because you should have just called him out on the shit that he was saying and not necessarily involved his wife in the situation because again that makes you as bad as he is. So going back to your question, am I the asshole for telling my friend his wife couldn't pull off a bathing suit? I would say yes you're a bit of the asshole in the situation because the wife had nothing to do with this. You basically wanted to one-up him in the sense that, hey, he made comments about your wife, so I'm going to make a comment about his wife. And that's not a good look. So I hope you figure this out. I, I understand what you're saying, that you don't want to apologize, which I personally don't necessarily think you should. But just know that, yeah, you fucked up a little bit in this situation. Thanks for your question. Anyways, educational-xm3199. And that has been it for Didn't Ask Podcast for this week, episode 69. Nice. I hope you had a good time. And if you did, please leave a rating on Apple Podcast or Spotify because both places have the ability for you to leave a rating. And if you do a four star or a five star and I see it, I might read your comment in the next episode. I've been saying that for 69 episodes and I've never done it because I have not seen any comments. So please leave a comment if you want you can find this podcast on all your favorite podcast services, but you can go to anchor.fm forward slash didn't dash ask dash pod. That link will be in the show description to see all the platforms it is available on. And you can also like get hyperlinks so you can get a direct link to Podcast or Podcast Addict or Apple Podcast or Amazon Podcast. You name it. This show is fucking on there. And if it's not, please let me know. You can do that by messaging me on the anchor.fm website as well. Over here, you can also press the button that says message and you can record a voice memo for me asking your question to me personally. If you don't want your voice to be heard on this right here podcast, I completely understand that. So please say that somewhere in your message. Then I'll just read your question out myself so I can still answer it with you being anonymous. That is going to do it for me for this week. If you want to know what I'm doing in the meantime, you can go to track.tv. That link will be in the show description as well. Over here, you get an overview of all the TV shows and movies that I'm watching. And I'm watching quite a bit of uh, TV shows right now. Westworld is back, so that's good. I just went through all the Thor movies once again. So those are technically not on there because that's Disney Plus and Disney Plus doesn't allow tracked integration, but it's fine. It, I'm going to work it out. Of, I'm, I'm going to figure it out. So yeah, and Below Deck just finished both un, Below Deck Down Under and Sailing Yacht, but we're going to go back to the Mad very soon. So that's going to be exciting. So yeah, go to track.tv and see what I'm watching so you can watch along with me. I've talked enough for today. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. 
and I hope to see you back next week. Take good care of yourself. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.